0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive, with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. It is championship game weekend. This is as good as it gets. We have the clearly... The four best teams in the NFL left battling it out for a trip to the Super Bowl. We have three games left in the NFL season, not including the Pro Bowl. All three are going to be out-of-this-world entertainment, uh, you know, high-quality entertainment. I am fired the hell up for the championship games this weekend. Uh, You know, literally, find your most comfortable spot. Uh, and crash for a good solid eight hours while you get to to take in uh, the best that we have to offer for the NFL. It's going to be fantastic. The playoffs have been a little drama free to this point, but I would expect that to all to change, especially with our first game. Um, and uh, yeah, Andy, welcome. It's, uh, it's a it's historic weekend. Well, how are you? How are you feeling heading into this weekend?
0: I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch the kind of pumped to watch the games that we talked about this. Before to it, it is sad. Like every time you say, "There's only three games left," like that sucks. It sucks because it feels like we just did preseason pods. It's crazy how fast life goes when you're enjoying it. But uh, no, I'm jacked. I'm jacked because, like you said, there's four super good teams. Honestly, uh, bets aside, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins these games, it's going to be a really good Super Bowl. And I've, I've, I'm not just saying that because it's a Super Bowl. Like there have been Super Bowls where I was just I was not excited about the matchup at all. Like the The Broncos Seahawks one comes to Seahawks, mind. That one Bron- actually turned out to be Broncos, pretty, Panthers pretty uh, shitty. Panthers uh, was pretty. The ones yeah. with the oh, Panthers one. The Panthers one. Yeah, both of those kind of turned out as studs too. So, and we have been spoiled with some of the Super Bowls we've had of late. Just the uh, the Patriots comeback, and oh my gosh, and some of the yeah yeah the, some of the games over the past the, decade we've had have had some good yeah.
1: Carroll not handing. I mean out last, these, these last year was
0: kind of a beat out dad. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, there's some wild things. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully we get a couple offenses that start clicking this week, win their games, bring that into uh, the Super Bowl, and we have a, a pretty high-flying, exciting Super Bowl.
1: I love it, man. Well, are, uh, big, are
0: we allowed to say Super Bowl? Are we gonna get sued by a no, The big game. Probably
1: not. I, I would <laughs> the big game, the big game is gonna be great. Um, okay, so uh <laughs> this is a historic this is a historic championship game weekend. Uh, And it's historic for one key fact. The Kansas City Chiefs are hosting their first ever AFC title game. Uh, And so without further ado, let us introduce our guest. The only guy that came to mind to have on as the, um, the penultimate NFL season guest. Uh, and Chiefs uh, super fan on gambling Twitter, great friend of the pod. Welcome to the deep dive, Mister Caleb Garing.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. And uh, man, am I ready to get this thing rolling?
1: I love it, man. Uh, last time we talked to you, it was Week One. Uh, since then, Andy, you you said <laughs> Andy, you said it feels like we were doing preseason yesterday. Uh, I feel a little differently, man. We have literally produced a roughly a hundred hours of NFL content <laughs> between last time we talked to Caleb and now, and so much has changed. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if feel, you're, if you're yeah.
0: listening, you're fucking welcome.
1: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you owe us a solid. Um, no, the, uh, but you know, it, in week one, uh, our feelings about the chiefs were a little cool. Uh, I feel like uh, I made a pretty compelling case that we should back the Chargers at home week one, that the Chiefs were defense was going to be the biggest liability on that team. And we didn't know anything about Pat Mahomes. And, you know, lo and behold, the 2018 season unfolded like a fairy tale. Uh, Caleb, give us a little bit of an insight into how it's been in, you know, regionally, how people are feeling, the temperature of of your part of the country. And, uh, you know, just some of your thoughts on reflections on the 2018 season. Yeah, like you
2: said, I came on the podcast at the beginning of the year to kind of break down all the teams and kind of where all of us saw all the teams going. And when we got to the Chiefs, we talked about how bad their defense was going to be. And I remember mentioning it. I, I told you guys, even from a Chiefs fan perspective, I was looking at 8-8 eight and eight as a really solid year for the Chiefs. Just the first year that Patty was going to be the starting quarterback. up we'll edit that out go ahead Caleb please all right all right so we were talking about how the Chiefs at eight and eight it would be a very successful year for them and first year Patty Mahomes has finally taken over the starting job for Alex Smith we didn't know what he was going to do so yeah eight and eight looked like a good solid building block year for me and out of nowhere you see Patty Mahomes just step up and become something special. And the defense has been as bad, if not worse, than we expected. But the main difference has been, obviously, the quarterback position. We know how big it can change the game. Like, when you have a quarterback and go out there, make plays, and lead your team to win, it's huge. And he has been the main reason why the Chiefs are here. He's the reason why the biggest weakness on the team hasn't been as glaring as far as wins, losses.
1: I love it. Yeah, man. Good quarterback play can, uh, can cover up a lot of deficiencies as we've seen with Tom Brady and the Patriots over the years. Um, You know, they, you can have holes in your roster, but if you have a quarterback who has, you know, who is live to score a touchdown every single time the ball is in his hands, it definitely changes the complexion of your team. Um, I've heard a lot of people kind of make this comparison and I had been thinking about it too, as we saw this on, you know, this, um, uh, this MVP season unfold for Mahomes. Um, but it feels, I mean, you know, people like to compare him now to sort of the Steph Curry of the NFL. And I get that he's young, he's doing things differently than previous, uh, you know, previous successful quarterbacks. It's, it's exciting. Um, do you, have you guys, you know, do you, do you talk about that with your friends and family and stuff? And, and do you think, um, you know, Mahomes is, you know, absolutely the next generation of, uh, you know, leaders in the NFL?
2: I think he could be. I I think the problem with the way he plays as far as a next generation is there's not many guys that you're going to go out and be able to pick that have the athletic ability, the the, the arm angles that he can throw the ball, uh, the power arm that he has. And the thing that most people fail to talk about when, you know, as far as outside the city goes is Patrick Mahomes is – brilliant when it comes to reading defenses as well i mean he has all the he has all the the strengths that you want in an nfl quarterback the arm strength and everything but it's the intangibles that people aren't seeing it's not like he's going out here and Andy reach is setting up a play and if the play isn't if the play doesn't go as far as what they think it's going to go if it just breaks down he is able to make split decisions and get the ball out and make his own play, and there's not many quarterbacks that can do that. So I would say as far as next generation, uh, maybe not, just because I don't think there are so many guys that can do the things that he can, and they have the situation that Pat has found himself in, because that's another big thing. Yes, this team is good. I mean, he's got a Hall of Fame head coach, in my opinion. He has a great offensive line, great weapons, there's not many players that can just step into the NFL and get the situation that Pat has, and take nothing away from him. But the situation has been perfect, and I think sitting behind Alex Smith for a year, kind of soaking everything in, really helps a lot. Mm, I take that.
0: Uh, you you hit on a good point there too. is people people talk, you know, so much with Mahomes MVP hype, but yeah, what a what a situation to get thrown in. With the, we've talked about that all year. With the weapons he had, and I mean, a pretty, pretty fun offense. I don't know if you don't want to throw him in like the the same realm as like Chip Kelly doing crazy, crazy things on offense. But Andy Reid is quietly kind of an innovator. He's done some fun things over the years, and he had a ton of success. Just couldn't quite get over the hump in Philly. There it was, and he probably is a Hall of Fame coach. Especially if he can get one here, if he can get a ring before he's done, that 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 absolutely solidifies it. I guess
1: how important do you think that is, Andy? Like, how important is it for Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl win to cement his legacy, or do you think in five, ten years, where you know five, ten years after he retires, will we look back and be like, oh yeah, Andy Reid, he was in the same generation as Belichick and and Pete Carroll and you know Harbaugh and the other guys that won Super Bowls, or do you think he'll immediately rise to the forefront even if he doesn't win a win a Super Bowl?
0: I think he'll still, I think people will still recognize what he did, especially some of the offenses he's had. I don't know if he's like, you know, first ballot, top of the list, if he he never does get it done. That's just such a big thing. There's, I mean, how many coaches have Super Bowl wins? Like 30? Because there's been so many repeats? That's probably, you know, Chuck Dole has four. Yeah. And Belichick has like six of them. There's, you know, Joe Walsh has three. There's, uh, or at least two. Yeah, there, there's so many repeats where there's probably only thirty coaches or so that have. Super, we're gonna fact check that because I'm probably way the fuck off. But no, no, I like think the, you're it's right. a it's this such is super a big bowl. Thing. This is Super it's probably Bowl close.
1: fifty-three, and I suspect of the previous fifty-two Super Bowls, there were about thirty winning coaches. Once you trickle down all of the repeats. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, Jimmy Johnson had two. Um. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, give had a couple.
1: Yeah, that's right. All that is true. Um. Okay. So speaking of legacy, the Chiefs kind of shattered a legacy and a narrative last week. Uh, they had had a pretty historic uh, playoff utility in the arrowhead All that came to a crashing halt against the Indianapolis Colts last week. Um, Caleb, talk us through how that uh, all played out and uh, you know just is this a new era everybody feeling you know like that the the the, um, the ghosts are gone the curse is broken. I think it is. And I don't think that's
2: just coming from a biased fan. I, I really think things are different. And we talked about how huge the quarterback position is. Again, I appreciate everything Alex Smith did here. I really do because when he came in, the Chiefs weren't even making the playoffs. I mean, they they couldn't win football games. And he really stepped in. And as bad as the Chiefs were in the postseason, he still won football games. And, you know, he's helped a lot. So, Yeah, I think it is different. It's a different team. It's a different mentality when you have a guy back there that the play is never dead, right? Nothing is ever done, and it shows the players are constantly running routes for this guy, constantly trying to find a way to get open. So it's just the mentality of the team that I'm seeing that is completely different. And I wrote an article on it, actually, um, about – just breaking the curse and how the mentality of the whole team has changed and the fan base has changed. I'm on Twitter. I'm seeing Chiefs fans barking right back at Patriots fans. (laughs) And let me tell you something. It's all in good spirit. Patriots fans, we know them. They're overconfident. They always think they're going to win everything. Chiefs fans have never been that way. We've been the, well, uh, I think we're going to lose because not anymore. Like, we're we're here – We're out here. We believe in this team and it's really a reflection
1: of how the team has has shown you reason to believe in them. I love it. And they are fabulous. The Chiefs have been fabulous. What uh Andy, what do you um uh what do you make of um you know this, you know, kind of I I don't know, I don't I I don't want to make too much of this, I guess. But
0: uh I think you should. I don't know what you're making. All right, fine. All right, fine. Uh, tell me what do you got?
1: chiefs win this weekend which i think they will and we'll get to the handicap in a sec uh balance of power shifted in the afc it's now the chiefs conference to lose true or false Uh,
0: probably just with the with the age of brady and the problems there and uh all the issues in pittsburgh i mean it's kind of been Granted, Indianapolis is a resurgent again after so many years of Manning and Brady, but it kind of went to Brady and Roethlisberger. And, you know, I, I think it, it it might be, you know, Mahomes and Luck for a little while here, too. With Rivers getting long in the tooth, I guess you could talk a little bit about uh, the Ravens coming along. But, boy, can you imagine this uh, Chiefs Team with a few more defensive pieces. I mean, because outside oh, of the D line, I, I mean, Caleb, we, we, you know, of all the preseason things that we did miss on, we did say that the Chiefs' defense was going to be pretty trash. Yes. And for yes. a good portion of the season, they, they, I mean, they were getting gashed by everyone. So, you yeah, know, no. you add some defense to this team, it, it's dynasty, which it, I don't feel. I mean you, you never know injuries happen you never can tell the future but boy it would be a scary team if they could stop people too.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah, no I mean you know we I was wrong at how And I think in-
0: if you want to go back to the Patriots part.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um I think uh okay, so we'll save the teams that aren't going to the Super Bowl talk for next week when we bring on Alex and we have our our annual Pro Bowl uh, mailbag. Um so we'll save some Gronk and Patriots talk for them. Uh, the um, the the Chiefs, you know, it's it's awesome to see this you know this team emerge. Uh, I was way wrong about them in the preseason. Most of it was because they, you know, my one of my key priors heading into this season was, yeah, when it's all said and done, defense is going to matter, right? And that prior has been completely shattered in 2018 NFL defense has is marginally mattering. uh, And even when you kind of look back over the last several years, like this has kind of been true for a little while. And I just haven't really picked up on this. Um, And, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe we're giving the chief defense, even a little bit of a a short sell here, you know, at home last week against Indianapolis, uh, they were outstanding. Um, Andy, do you, Give the Chiefs' defense credit for kind of putting together a nice game plan to stop Andrew Luck last week, or was it just a confluence of three weeks in a row on a road with your backs against the wall, must-win situations, would you know, just kind of ground the Chiefs to a pulp? I mean, ground yeah, I want to go with the Colts. I, the the Colts. On that. I mean, it Colts. was, yeah.
0: it was, yeah, yeah. The, okay. the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. So many weeks in a row on the road, tough sledding, knowing they were going to have to score a lot. I, I don't know if they just. Froze in that situation because that's that looked. It just looked bad. It looked like a bad game plan. But I will say, and I've said this for weeks, as shitty as the Chiefs' defense is, like Justin Houston, it's like your third best, you know, pass rusher. Yeah, that's great point. That's kind of tell tell me that a year or two ago. That's kind of yeah, right, right. That like is, they they have point. they have some nice as as bad as their D backs are and some. Some pretty slow linebackers at times. They have a nice, they have a nice front. They have a nice pass rush. They get home. I love the uh, D and uh, the other guy whose name I can never remember because it's so simple. Kale, do it for me, Cr- Chris, uh, Chris. Chris Jones. Jones. What, what is the guy's name? It's, it's like Chris Jones? Yeah, Chris Jones. It's yeah. just like every man's name that I can Probably, never remember. Yeah, Chris Jones yeah, might be the,
1: the most important person on the field on Saturday, on Sunday. I mean, oh yeah, 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 for sure. For sure.
0: And not once this year have I remembered his name. <laughs> so he's he has, <laughs> Chris Jones. It's like, it's like 15 sacks. Chris Jones. Yeah, he's amazing,
1: that, man. But. He's amazing. Uh, okay. So, uh, Caleb, uh, last question for you about the Chiefs generally, and then let's start handicapping some football. Um, you going to the game on Sunday?
2: I am. I, I'm not missing this one. Uh, and thankfully, the weather is starting to look up as far as the temp. Uh that's the one thing that I was not looking forward to was the high was going to be in the single digits. And now it looks to be around 22, 23 degrees, which it's going to feel like I'm in Miami, Florida considering the weather that's been here this week. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not missing this one.
1: Talk me through, uh, what you think the, uh, the chiefs AFC championship first ever game day experience is going to be like leading up to the game. I wish I could tell you, but I don't know. <laughs> and, and that's, that's why I'm so excited because, No matter what
2: happens, I'm soaking all of this in. I mean, I've never seen the Chiefs in a game bigger than this one, and I just can't wait to get there, Uh, tailgate early with everybody. But, man, let me tell you something. I've heard the narrative that it's going to be so cold at the stadium, you're not going to be able – that the fans chanting and the crowd noise is going to subside a little bit. There's no way in that happening. If you knew anything about Kansas City sports, it is that – (laughs) We we do not care what stands in our way. We're going to get to the stadium. We're going to make noise. It's going to be the loudest you've ever seen Arrowhead. And let me tell you what, on primetime games, I have buddies that I'm sitting right by. When the crowd is going, I cannot even talk to them. And I I can't imagine how loud it's going to be. Are
1: you going to do like a tailgate leading up to it? Oh, absolutely. So I've
0: been to Kaufman. I've been to Kaufman, which is next door. So I've I've kind of been to Arrowhead. I've been to it, and you know it's just like eighty five acres of flat parking lot. So what, what is the tailgate yeah. like? Is, is it that sprawled out like that?
2: Uh, no, not when 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 it's leading up to game time. There are people that are actually tailgating outside the gate before the gates even open. Um, last week that happened. There were people tailgating outside the gate before they opened at ten thirty at like. a.m. And that's for the divisional round. Now now you get the championship game for the first time. I mean, it's crazy. If you get to the stadium late, which I've actually had the misfortune of doing a couple times, if you're there like two hours before game time trying to find a parking spot, good luck, because there are people just packed. And uh, as wide as the parking lot is, um, it gets so condensed during game time, like two hours before. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, That's huge! Sure. I
0: walked like two miles to get to the Royals game, <laughs> like from where we parked. Yeah, it was it was, just, it, it it is, was in, right in the parking lot,
2: nowhere. Yeah, it's not in the city. So if if anybody knew anything about the the Chiefs and in the Royal, like it is the city is the city is like five ten minutes away, and then you just have a huge flat piece of land, and you have Kaufman and Arrowhead right next to each other, and then you have parking lot just surrounding both of those stadiums and come game day Kaufman and Arrowhead are absolutely jam-packed with people that are tailgating it's uh it is I know I'm biased but it is in my opinion the best tailgate in the NFL if you're looking to come have a good time eat some barbecue uh
1: good fans uh solid people come on out what makes KC barbecue special and I mean people with like pit like smokers and shit out in the in the uh in the parking lot Oh man, they have everything. You have
2: smokers. There, there, there. People are like bringing their own barbecue sauce that they've made. I don't know. It's crazy, but you have barbecue sauce that you've never tasted, and people just made themselves as solid. But nothing beats KC barbecue. I mean, I know you have people in Texas that'll say something about that or anywhere <laughs> else, but there, there's nothing beating good KC barbecue.
1: I love it, man. Okay, well,
0: shout out, I'm, shout out, yeah. Jack Stack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh absolutely that's right when um, i was
2: when down I was there
1: it the
0: good.
1: yeah well you got me you got me watering up for legit tailgate like man i'm gonna be living vicariously through this you know this description so i appreciate appreciate you giving me the gory details it's gonna be super fun have an amazing time um you're gonna uh, be able to watch the first game
2: Uh, i'll follow it just because there's some interest there um but as far as watching probably not like i said if i if i'm not up before the sun is i'm probably not getting to the to the game parking lot before game time so uh have to be out there pretty dang early
1: got it got it okay well the first game kicks off in the big easy another pretty amazing nfl city if i do say so um and uh, they uh, they have a, also a pretty sizable home field advantage. You guys ready to break down this first game? Rams at the New Orleans Saints? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So kickoff is, uh, kickoff is Sunday, noon Pacific time, 3 o'clock for you East Coasters, 2 o'clock for you guys in the Central Time Zone. And uh, your New Orleans Saints, who clinched home field advantage, can... Punched their second ever trip to the Super Bowl, uh, at home, which, uh, as mentioned, first is, legit uh, one. First legit one. Oh, Andy! Good golly, oh, you no. are still
0: Bounty holding a grudge
1: Beach. about B- Bounty Gate uh, and uh, Greg, Bounty Gate was Greg Williams' uh, defense. I'm so glad Brett he Favre. got fired. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> poor guy. Brett F- Brett Favre never heard a fly, and they went after him. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, uh, the uh, the Saints likely, are less likely to be uh, inducing bounties on Jared Goff than they were Brett Favre the last time they hosted uh, an NFC title game. Um, but uh, you know, through the years, we've seen home field has been pretty important for the Saints team. They've performed especially well in the dome. Uh, Drew Brees has kind of made a career off of being a dome quarterback. If you listen to some pundits, um, I'll argue that obviously there's a clear distinction in his home road splits when he's, you know, home in the dome versus outdoors and little tougher weather. Um, And, you know, that I think portends pretty well for the Saints who are going up against the Rams team that if they have an Achilles heel, if they have an issue, it's their defense is not particularly stout. Uh, And, uh, you know, on paper, you look at this matchup and you got to think, yeah, Saints game to lose. Um the uh the line opened up at three and a half. Uh I we kind of talked about this on Sunday, Andy. We were thinking, yeah, that's probably gonna get to four, might as well grab three and a half now if you want it. Lo and behold, it's gone the other way. There is like a yeah, thundering herd of people running to the window to back the Rams in this spot. Uh, a momentum that I cannot even begin to try to explain to you. Um, but uh here we sit now. If you want uh, Saints. Minus three, you're probably going to have a crack at it at reasonable juice uh, come Sunday, unless there's a complete flip flop here. Um, but as we uh, as we sit back um, and reflect on the divisional weekend, where home field was so important, uh, do we think that the you know that in general um, the betting market is still underpricing the importance of home field advantage in the playoffs, Andy?
0: Yeah. And especially it's not, I mean, I'm trying to think of like the shittiest home field and all those teams that are coming to mind aren't teams that like make it to the playoffs. But I mean, even, even just some of the other teams with domes, I think this is probably my highest home field for domes. Like this is a big one. This is, this is a monster home field advantage. And I mean, if you're, I'd give it a four. Like I give it a hard four. If we're giving it just just strictly giving the home home field advantage a number, and so you're saying the Rams are slightly better right now, which I just don't fully understand. That yeah, I don't understand the the steam that's coming in right now. If it's we say this all the time and we're never right, but if it's just like a if it's a move for a buyback, or I don't I have no clue what's going on with this. I was very sure we were right about Saints money going to show at home. I mean, how much do we think possibly the, the the slow first half performance maybe playing into this? Are people are people down on the Saints because of that?
1: Yeah, I mean the Saints have. I mean, they look pretty while.
0: shitty to start. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. I mean, we see we see this when we get to this time of year where people kind of continually go back to the well, supporting the sides that reward them, uh, and yeah. So to a degree, we do see. Uh, you know, we do see that there's not a, as much Saints support as you would have thought, because it's been a long time since they covered a, a spread. Um, and in particular, down some, you know down the home stretch and some key games, they have not looked um, you know nearly as feisty, nearly as uh, dominant as the middle of the season. So uh, I can get that a little bit. Um, but you know, it's not like the Rams looked like world beaters last week. Uh, Jared Goff looked pretty horrible in that game. Uh, it was if if were it not for um, a pretty unimpressive game plan uh, from the part of the Cowboys were it not for uh, a pretty you know a, a generational performance from CJ Anderson I don't know that the Rams are <laughs> even in this game. Uh, I guess if we look back at last week uh, Caleb do you have thoughts on you know whether what the you know what the Rams did beating the Cowboys by eight, uh, fending off, you know, f- fending off the the comeback late uh, was that more impressive uh, than what the Saints did? Finally, ousting the the horrible Nick Foles. I don't think it was just because I think the Eagles had so much momentum going into that game. They were so
2: high on confidence, and the Eagles are a really good football team. I mean, I know they're a six seed, but they're they're not your regular six seed. So I'm more impressed with how the Saints responded after a slow start. Uh, to come back and really hold off an Eagles team. They didn't allow a single point after the first quarter in in that game. And the defense, it's not like the defense had to, you know, and hold a big league. Like, like the offense was not playing well and they needed to hold the Eagles down as far as they could. I think, as far as the line goes, I think you're seeing, we always talk about the NFL and how people go back to what they seen last as indication of what they think is going to happen and I think you're seeing that clearly here I think people were impressed by the way the Rams played against the Dallas Cowboys team that are pretty much one-dimensional Dak isn't going to scare many people you've had to stop Ezekiel Elliott you game plan for that you shut down the Cowboys you win that's completely different this isn't Jason Garrett this is Sean Payton this is the Saints a team that has two dual threat running backs and then Michael Thomas. It's completely different. And like you said, it's in a dome where Drew Brees has completely outperformed everybody when it comes to playing at home and in a dome. If this was in LA, I'd see the Rams winning it. But like you said, I mean, once you get in that superdome man it, it's loud it's crazy and the saints just beat off of it and i don't think anybody on the rams is going to be able to stop michael thomas the last time these two teams played he had 211 i think 211 yards 12 receptions i don't see that changing much in this game either uh you have cooper cup who's out it's drastically changed what the rams are going to do i think if the saints can stop the running game or at least contain it i think they have a good chance of covering the spread
1: i dig that um million dollar question yeah,
0: andy it's and it will be loud, like, no, with no disrespect to Arrowhead's loudness, but I've been to a ton of different stadiums, baseball. I've been to a few football, but, uh, like a dome is so much different. I've been to twins games in the playoffs. You, you can't hear, and it's baseball, I mean, this is baseball, not football, and it, it's the same like Caleb's saying, you you couldn't hear somebody standing as close to your face as possible. It's just deafening in those things because the noise just is on top of you and I've never been to the superdome, but uh, I'm sure it's very similar just because of that indoor and uh, yeah they have they have good fans, they're wild down there.
1: Yeah, no, and I mean I, I, that point well taken. I think there is 0.0 doubt that if the Saints get off to an, a hot start here, uh, they are going to bury the Rams. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, Caleb's point, you know, this is a pretty simple handicap to a degree. Uh, if the Saints can defend the run well, which they have all season, granted, they'll be without a key part of that in Rankins being out of this game likely. Um, it's still, it portends well if you force Goff to beat you. I feel like we have not seen him perform particularly well under pressure. Uh, And for me, the handicap kind of comes down to that. Are you expecting Goff to all of a sudden look different than he has every other time we've seen him under a super high pressure situation on the road? Uh, Because if you are, then by all means bet the Rams. If you are not, that yeah. I really do not understand how they go score for score with the Saints at home, uh, especially with the Saints having nice, nice matchup of advantages against the uh, the Rams defense that is uh, somewhat soft. The um, key question, yeah. and, a and for question,
0: the younger yeah. folks out there, yeah, the Twins used to play indoors. That's, like, that's how long that's how long ago it was. I went to a playoff game
1: for in the, the old uh, the old metronome. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was called? The The
0: Thunderdome. <laughs> the Thunderdome. The old okay. dome. Um, The old
2: Tory Hunter Jock Jones days, Andy. reliving in the uh twins glory of
0: made um, the AL Central. Oh,
1: Kirby Puckett, man. You gotta go right I back remember, to the
2: oh, uh, I remember him all too well. Yeah. Twins used uh, to be a
1: monster. Yeah. Who's your favorite twin growing up, Andy? Real quick, sidebar.
0: Oh, Ken Herbeck. oh okay. Interesting. For sure. Big guy. Nice. Loved him. Nice.
1: Um, okay. No million dollar question for you, Andy. Uh, who's got the coaching advantage in this game?
0: Stumped you. I kind of want to give it to Peyton. I no, I want to give it to Peyton because he's been here. As far as uh, it, it's like it's like it's like Caleb just said. As far as the the game plan last week, I mean, we shit on we just shit on uh the Saints for their first half performance, but Jared Goff in the first half looked like he was a backup quarterback. He looked terrible. That was, that was very uninspiring. If you were a Rams fan looking to move past that game and into the next one, I don't, I don't know if I was super impressed by McVay. And honestly, it's pretty easy to say this too, because the game already happened, but were you impressed by him last year in the playoffs? No, obviously the results were, I, I was, I was not, I don't know if the spot was too big for him. If, uh, just, uh, The fact that it's the playoffs and playing against coaches every year now or every game they've played, it's uh, yeah, no, I don't don't want to give any credit to Jason Garrett, but again, playing another coach who's been to the playoffs a bunch, right? McVeigh has not
1: impressed me in a bunch of big spots. Uh, I didn't like his game plan for attacking the Chicago Bears when they played on Sunday Night Football this year. I thought it was pretty uninspiring. Uh, it took him way too long to find the right adjustments for how to attack the Packers. Uh, it, uh, and the, um, what was the other Sunday night game against the Eagles? That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing coaching performance. So there, you know, there's been a handful of uh, pretty high profile Rams game of the game against the saints. Uh, when you know the last game against the saints, uh, he, I Mm -hmm. guess I will give him credit in one regard. And that is that they made some very nice halftime adjustments in the first saints game. Uh, Jared Goff put them behind the eight ball. Uh, with a horrific interception in the first half of that game that gave the Saints easy points and gave them a nice, healthy cushion heading into halftime. Uh, And the adjustments worked for the Rams. They got aggressive. Uh, They moved the ball well. They scored touchdowns instead of field goals. They converted two-point conversions. They tied that thing up 35-35 before eventually fading down the stretch and giving up a field goal and a touchdown to the Saints and losing by 10. Uh, I don't see that same game plan playing out here. I do not think in a playoff environment, playoff atmosphere, Jared Goff is going to be roaring back uh, with the Rams team if they go down early. And I think it's going to be on McVay uh, to be as aggressive as possible from the opening kickoff uh, if he expects to have a chance to punch his first ever ticket to the super Bowl in this game um, McVeigh obviously the future of the the league in terms of the way coaching is done obviously every owner kind of got the memo who fired their coach for hiring a guy that is somehow you know connected to or has a little bit of the you know the same kind of, um, innovative style offensively, like I get that that's the direction the league is going, and and McVeigh is kind of leading everyone in that direction. Um, but in big spots, he's choked. Uh, Golf is choked, uh, and you know if you're expecting Todd Gurley to be, you know, out of this world, uh, you know, perform above his you know ability and and carry this team, I got bad news for you. He's bum. He's hurt. Uh, and C.J. Anderson. Uh, if you think we're gonna see that same game that CJ. Anderson had against the Cowboys, like the Saints aren't gonna have seen it coming and and have uh, some big bodies ready to put uh, you know to stop that wrecking ball, like you know, I got news for you. cJ Anderson's gonna have a much, much tougher road to hoe uh, against the Saints than he did against the Cowboys. And all of this really spells a little bit of trouble for uh, for the Rams covering the spread. Uh, that said, I still think they can score. The total looks a little low. Uh, I think the Saints team total over is a pretty decent look here. I think the Saints on the spread is a decent look here. Uh, Andy, have you made any move over or under in this game?
0: Yeah, we've we've been wrong a little in the in the postseason on some of these totals, and there's been some weird games that uh, the game script just went way off kilter. But I agree with you as far as points. I like the I like the look there, especially. Man, I think the Saints are going to score a ton. Can you yeah. imagine that too? Like you talked about, you talk about the momentum. Can you imagine that dome if they, if they get the ball first or, you know, they give three and out and they just go down and score in like four or five plays? The place is going to be nuts. It's, that offense is going to be popping. I, yeah, I think the totals are both, I think the both, both totals are low, uh, in danger of definitely getting hit for overs. I don't, I don't say you know, for sure that there's a big edge and that we should be pounding it, but I have no interest in the under in this game.
1: Mm, okay. Uh, Caleb, more likely outcome that the Saints or Rams, i probably Saints, go up in this game and play a little bit of keep away and get the key stops they need uh, so that this, there's really no urgency to score. Is that a more likely scenario, or is it more likely that this is score for score Got to stay to, you know, 10 points, 14 points ahead of the Rams the whole game. Uh, And, uh, you know, you end up with a relative shootout on the scorecard. And, uh, yeah, I guess really, are we expecting any defensive stops in this one? I would say this is probably the worst time if you're the Rams
2: that you can catch the Saints. And that's just because they fell asleep in that whole, pretty much that whole first half against the Eagles. I don't think you're going to catch the Saints doing that again. Um, so I think it's more likely that the Saints do what they're, they've are they been so good at at home is they jump on you quick, and then they run the ball. And I think the Rams are going to have a lot harder chances of scoring in this game than they did when these teams first met. Uh, Cooper Cup was such a big part of that offense, and ever since he got taken away, it's it Cooks and it's Gurley. And it's like if you can take one of those guys away – it really forces most of the extra weight onto the other one. So I would say it's more likely that the Saints are going to jump up in this game and, and like you said, play keep away. And I think it's going to force the Rams to do something that they're not comfortable with. And like you alluded to, Jared Goff's going to have to make plays, and I just don't trust him to get
1: it done on the road. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, Last question for you, Andy, and this is kind of a joke. Uh, Robert Woods, uh, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL? (laughs)
0: That was that was pretty funny. Um I did I did almost talk myself into some like Robert Woods props so like Caleb just said if they're going to score he's going to have to get involved early in offense. So he's going to be boom or bust. He either gets they either game plan for him and shut his ass down or he has a big ass game even in a loss. Yeah. But no, yeah. I'm I'm not putting him in the top 5.
1: Yeah. 10 uh, <laughs> Who uh, who embarrasses uh, who embarrasses Marcus Peters the most in this game, Caleb? Uh, I think I mean
2: I think Michael Thomas
1: will if the Rams
2: are that crazy to put him on Michael Thomas again. That's another thing that's that's pretty funny is in that first matchup, Sean Payton came out and clearly said, you know, they said that Marcus Peters was going to be on Michael Thomas, and uh, Sean Payton said, and we like that. A lot. And Peters has <laughs> got pretty kicked off at that comment, you know. Oh, I remember. Running, I'm not going to repeat, but, I mean, I'm interested to see how Marcus Peters comes out. Because the thing is, we, we know how much he's gotten burnt this year, but, relatively speaking, when Peters gets kind of pissed off a little bit, he plays better. So, I don't know. You know, maybe Peters comes out and he shows out, but I don't think he's going to be able to do much against Michael Thomas. I mean, Thomas is top three in the NFL. I mean, good luck with an elite. Corner covering him let alone Marcus Peters so yeah, yeah. I, I think He's
1: going to have a field day Yeah, I, I Aq, Aqib Talib also looks pretty Limited right now he's dealing with more injuries Than I can count uh, And uh, I would think that the Saints passing attack Is going to be pretty damn Fruitful uh, which should open things up For getting Kamara into space Against a linebacking crew from the Rams That is not particularly good at tackling um, So yeah Saints Team total over Game over is a small lean for me. And uh and I like the uh I like the Saints. I'm gonna sell out to minus four here. I think they win by over a touchdown. Man, you, just,
0: you mentioned Peters, pissed off Peters in the Talib. We should be looking for like over under on personal foul props.
1: Ah, you brought up the last point I was gonna hit before moving on. Uh the last week's game was not officiated especially fairly, in my opinion. Uh, in New Orleans. They had, I lost count of how no. many tiki tack no. holding no. fouls they called against that Saints offense. They pulled back a 40-whatever-yard touchdown. Andy, you had my favorite joke of the Twitter Sunday, which was something like the Saints gained 162 yards on that drive, touchdown drive, you know, fact-check pending. Uh, and actually, it was pretty damn close if you included how much they gained on the play that got called back. So I mean, it's it's it was not balanced officiating, and lo and behold, Shameful. Lo and behold, did you? They give, uh, they give yeah. a referee assignment here that gets the Rams organization so mad that they try to start, uh, like a, a a like a fan level campaign to get the referee replaced. This guy has the Rams have never won a game that this guy has officiated. Uh, they are like zero and eight or something. Uh, and uh, you know, granted, he officiated well, how many a of those were Jeff balanced. Fisher games? That's a good point. Uh, maybe, maybe Jeff Fisher slept with his wife or something. Um, but whatever the case is, the you know he officiated the first Rams Saints game. It was pretty balanced. There was no obvious misses, in my opinion. Uh, the penalties were minimal and equal. Um, you taking any uh, potential bias in favor of the Saints on Sunday into account in your handicap, Andy.
0: Oh, I hate to. I hate to bring the refs. I hate when the refs get too involved in the game. So I definitely hate to bring them into the handicap. But uh, no, I. I. Hopefully, we don't see anything like that because I will agree. It was every time we turned around, it was first and twenty for the Saints. It was getting a little ridiculous. Anything that was even close to a hold they were calling. And it seemed like especially if the play went off for a few yards. It seemed like uh if the play was successful, there was a hold. So yeah, hopefully it's a little better than that. I'm not taking it into account too much because I hope I guess my the Pollyanna in me hope that the refs don't have biases like that. But
1: yeah, right. Same. Um yep. I guess I, I
0: will I will I, I'm I'm cheering for the Saints. Uh so and I, I probably am leaning towards the Saints team total over. I like that a whole lot too. So hopefully I guess if we do have a ref that's going to get involved, it'd be nice for once in my life for him to be on you your know, side, on the team that I'm on, <laughs> on my side. I don't, I don't know if that's happened for a few years.
1: Yeah. Let a, let a few interior holding calls against Aaron Donald go, you know, keep that, keep the, keep the, keep the flag in your pocket there. Big guys. Um, okay. All right. Good stuff. Uh, official score prediction. Uh, Pulling it just completely out of my ass. I'm gonna go with 38 uh, 21 New Orleans. Andy, what do you got? 36 29.
0: I'm gonna go with some uh, weird total scoregami. Ooh,
1: ooh, that's fun. Uh, Caleb, you got an official prediction? Or are you just gonna? Uh, actually, yeah. I mean, do you, are you gonna have any official plays on this one?
2: I am. Uh... It's funny that you talked about the spread dropping. Um, I expected it to go higher, but I waited just in case. And uh, I'll be on the Saints minus three. I like them to win this game, 31-23. The under is the play uh, that will crush a lot of people, I think, this week. Because, like you said, I think a lot of people are going to be leaning the over, but I think the under comes through.
1: Got it, got it, got it. Uh, uh, Andy, are we going to see a team total over 30.5, you think, for the Saints? That's the way work how's it works out. Right? How's
0: it, I haven't. I haven't followed the total. Yeah, I haven't followed the total market. It's what fifty six and a half right now.
1: Yeah, right. So You're so looking like three and at uh, twenty eight plus and one
0: half. and a half. It should be thirty. I think 30, it'd 30 be a flat. Okay. I'd, I'd set it at a flat thirty right now.
1: Okay. Right. Twenty eight and
0: <laughs> a quarter plus one and a half.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna look for over over thirty and own. I think they get. I think they go over by a touchdown, uh, plus a, a two point conversion or something. Okay. Um. Fun, fun, fun handicap, guys. Uh, Saints punched their ticket to Atlanta, where they will be a handful for the Chiefs to deal with in the Super Bowl. Uh, That's right. My confidence could not be higher in Kansas City. Uh, This is obviously not safe for work if you are a Patriots fan. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I very much expect the Chiefs to be the class of of the day on Sunday i think that um the level of discrepancy between the chiefs and the patriots specific to the chiefs being home and the patriots on the road is being completely mismanaged by the market in this one uh the if you are doing a any kind of analytical power numbers whatever and you are throwing all of the results into a pot and you have some strength number on the patriots you need to look very carefully at your inputs for how this team performed at home and how they performed on the road because the disparity is blinding. And when you look back and think, okay, yeah, but this is a playoff game on the road, you cannot go back through the annals of history and find the Patriots covering themselves in glory in playoff road games. They just 100% count on the, you know, it is important for them to be at home, to win, to cover, and uh, you know, even on neutral sites, the Patriots just don't play as well when they're away from Foxborough in the playoffs. The numbers do not lie on this situation. Um, you add that into the fact that Casey has a lead, legit home field advantage; that they have the better quarterback, maybe not the better all-time quarterback. Obviously, I think it's pretty Ooh, obvious that Tom. You need Brady... to be
0: throwing trigger warnings. out <laughs> here. Yeah,
1: <you're... laughs> I said this was not safe for this was not safe for Pats fans. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously not as nearly as accomplished. But in the current iteration, in the current form, uh, the, you have a better quarterback with more uh, dangerous weapons, with more ways to attack you against a defense that is slower and older than a lot of the defenses we've seen the Chiefs hang 30 points on. Uh, anything at all giving you any pause, Andy, about getting fully involved in the Chiefs covering and winning in, in style on uh, Sunday?
0: No, uh, I probably won't. I have a nice future on Chiefs AFC that was a Colts hedge. I'm probably just going to let that ride. But uh, again, we you know not everyone has futures. If I didn't have that, hypothetically, uh, Chiefs minus three, especially with the Pats money coming in, it might be a cheap three if as it bounces around. And I guess to throw it back, maybe uh, Caleb too, if you guys want to talk a little bit about the market, do we think, you know, as we go on from, from some of the weeks, where, I mean, even just the weeks with buys, we had 12, 13, you know, 16 games. As we get down here, do you think the markets are markedly different based on the amount of games that are left? and? or just the fact that there's only two games there obviously it doesn't have to be said, they're high profile playoff games. Like, are you seeing more public money in early? Are you seeing just more money in general? Are you seeing less sharp money as, as some of them are sitting out some of these games that are lying so closely? Like what can we, can we read the market the same way at this point in the year?
2: Personally, I would say there's more public money than anything on playoff games, especially when you get to this point of the season, just because you have the, you have the typical fan that wants to bet the game and that's the only thing on it, I think it's different when you get in the regular season and you have a whole slate of games and you have people that are picking and choosing their spots you get to two games left in the NFL you know season as long as as far as this week and then you have three overall I think you get a lot of people that just go hey I want to bet the NFL there's two games on give me something to watch so I think you're going to have more public money actually coming in this week than uh than
1: you usually do yeah, that jabs. that jazz. Um, probably more public money. That's and that's where I
0: wonder about some of these moves. You know, if they're, they're, yeah, if they, well, there's probably more to be, public to be read money, the same uh, way.
1: There's probably more public money in play on the uh, on the Saints game, right? Like, like they space these playoff games just far enough apart that they can grade all of the tickets and get let you get your action oh. in on the next. On the next yeah. uh, trigger warning, Rufus Peabody. They, 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 <laughs> they, they, give them just enough space, and this is especially true of this weekend because they have the big, like oh, yeah. celebratory. Um, they have the big celebratory. Um, you know, a trophy ceremony, uh like right after the game is over. They you know they they trot out whatever the stupid NFC trophy is and award it to the Saints before
0: the, George uh, before the trophy, kickoff isn't it?
1: I, I I don't recall. I think actually the NFC trophy I think is actually kind of cool. The AFC trophy is like the Kareem and Hunt
0: stupid. trophy. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it's that the, what it is? the Kareem the Kareem Hunt Trophy? Oh okay. It's the it's the Lamar it's Lamar Hunt. the
1: Lamar Hunt Trophy. Okay. Uh, oh, interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't put that together that the chiefs could be picking up the Lamar hunt trophy is kind of uh, a nice little wrinkle there. Um, and, but yeah. and hunts catch up. <laughs> so Kareem hunt, Lamar hunt, Patrick Mahomes loves hunt ketchup. I mean, the stars are aligning boys. Oh yeah. That's a great point. If you didn't factor that into hand, your handicap for this weekend, that's on you. Um, okay. Uh, but in, in reality, uh, you know, it's, it's, space just enough that, you know, most of the public money is probably in que- you know, will be in queues on, you know, Rams, Saints tickets and, the, you know, and then it will flood the market on, you know, if the, you know, if the home team looks dominant, maybe the home team gets, you know, steamed like crazy right before kickoff or something like that. Like that wouldn't shock me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we've already seen a lot of the maneuvering in terms of narratives have been related to the weather. And you know the the likelihood of you know there being especially cold weather and it's just below a key threshold where thirty eight points a game are scored and yeah you know, I mean you know all these narratives are kind of lo- you know ludicrous and you know I guess Andy uh, you know do you have you know what's your favorite narrative of uh, of the Chiefs' pets uh, handicap?
0: Well, yeah, the weather shit. The weather shit's kind of silly. Just because I thought both offenses that moved on. I mean granted it wasn't as cold in Foxborough or Kansas City as it, it's projected to be this weekend both offenses look pretty decent in cold weather and the thing is when when you're running trends like that you know the in whether this cold teams are going under the total like throw me some context you know was that, was that what if it's what if it's a whole bunch of teams that ground the ball out or just running what if it was all the ravens of like the 90s what if you know you got a bunch of defensive teams in there trends like that lack a lot of context like that I mean these are really good offenses and and, and that's why I think you know the total still reflects that the total still knows what these offenses are about like it doesn't matter what the weather is it's dropped a few points but we're still looking at a total in the mid 50s like the, the offenses will be just fine I think I don't it's not going to be a huge problem that you will get to see like the big temperature, the thermometer on the sideline. It'll show you before you. They'll talk about it a shitload, especially, you know, like you talk about the trophy celebrations take forever. These pre games last forever too. It's awful, but yeah, it, it's one of those narratives that uh, it, it's dry. It looks like it might be driving some price on the total, but I don't buy in.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. Um, Caleb, is there actually? value on the under in this game on the basis of tom brady and the patriots consistently struggling to score points on the road in these high profile games
2: i don't know about that i would say we talked about the temperature i mean the temperature is going to affect both teams but really there's not going to be any wind involved which i mean all of us know is is more of a big factor when it comes to weather but I think the under could have a little bit of value just because I think the Patriots are going to do the same exact thing that the Colts tried to do, and that is they're going to try to run the football and do what the Patriots love to do, stay ahead of the chain so Tom can drop back, throw those three, four-yard slants, those dump-offs to the running backs. and, and Yeah, I, I think the Patriots, if they want to have a chance in this game, they're not going to be able to go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs offense. They're going to have to steal some possession, and they're going to have to use a lot of clock kind of like what they did against the chargers i think they had a, a drive where it was what ten, eleven 11 minutes i mean that's ridiculous if they can do something like that against the chiefs uh i think they're gonna have a chance but i'll stay away from the totals just because again i think the narrative of it being cold and you know so it's gonna go under is is a little overplayed
1: yeah yeah okay no disagreement.
0: Um, and just to speak to to speak to your point, like the narrative that you spun for the under, I get it, and it makes sense. But uh, of all the teams, like the page, think about some of those Patriots teams where they had to go play outdoors, you know, on the road like that. Have they ever played a defense this shitty? And this is yeah, as as much as nice things I've had to say, like this is yeah. a pretty shitty defense. Like yeah, that, that's gonna been, that's uh, gonna bolster them quite a bit too.
1: They had the Patriots had. An I equally, mean, no, yeah, they have. Yeah, in the past. The pa- yeah, the Patriots had an equally shitty team in two thousand six. They went on the road and played a shitty defense in Indianapolis a
0: long, uh, long time ago,
1: and they lost thirty eight thirty four to Peyton Manning on his way to finally doing finally clinching a Super Bowl. Um, there's yeah. a little bit, and there's a little bit of parallels here. I mean, Peyton Manning. You know, he got to his first Super Bowl. He kind of got the monkey off his back, cleansed the demons. He had to go through the Patriots and Bill Belichick to do it. Uh, it would feel bizarrely symmetrical for Andy Reid to have to do the same thing. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got the horse to do it in Pat Mahomes. There's no doubt about that. Um, the, um, but, you know, the, I, I personally have been asking myself a lot this week if the Chiefs, defense is a little better than we're giving them credit for at home. And with the specific way they match up against the Pats in terms of their pass rush, being able to collapse the interior of the pocket uh, and, um, and put pressure on Brady in the way that he utterly folds. Um, They, you know, and it's not, we are not that far removed uh, from a Patriots team trotting into Arrowhead week four, several years ago granted they had a miserable offensive line at that time they had a guy they had a tuba player playing guard uh and uh, it was a it was a massacre at the he- at the hands of the chiefs uh and um most of it was because of the way they rushed brady made him uncomfortable and consistently uh you know consistently uh were in his face forcing him to you know to go through his you know for you know to rush his progressions uh and make poor decisions um giants did it to him in the super bowl twice uh pretty much all through the years the blueprint has been pretty consistent with how you get after the patriots which is why in the intro i was kind of not kidding uh chris jones might be the most important player uh on the field this week he matches up he has a tough matchup against a very good offensive line with the Pats this time, uh, but the noise, the conditions, being on the road, all of that might neutralize things. It's going to be, you know, they don't really rely on specific scheme that can be planned for uh, to get after you up the middle. Chris Jones is just a badass motherfucker, and I would one hundred percent expect him uh, to put, you know, to to put <laughs> early and often uh, to get after. Um, Tom Brady up the middle, make his day uncomfortable.
0: I'm never gonna and, forget uh, his name now. Now it's just <laughs> stuck in my head. I, I mean, and I guess co- counterpoint, point. counterpoint to that too. Yeah, that's the uh, you know you do talk about the getting pressure on him, making him go through his progressions quicker. But don't you think the game plan that they used last week? Uh, I mean, it was a lot of quicker stuff. But like, was it almost just prep for? For what they're going to face this week, like if they go with that same offense, they could be sitting back there for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I'd I think see. I I don't have to tell Bill what to do. He's a smart guy, but yeah, that's no, what I, I would do. Yeah, if they, if, if they, the one the yeah. one problem your offense could have would be a stellar pass rush, just take that out of the game. It's the same thing you do with an offense, where or when you're when you're scheming against an offense, you take away one of their best weapons. And, uh, I mean, the, the, how do you take away a pass rush? Just don't, don't give them any time to establish a pass rush. Yeah. Like, if yeah. that's that, the case, if the ball a lot, like that's going to be an issue, and the Patriots are going to score. Caleb,
2: and that's that the main, that, yeah, that's the main difference between the Colts and the Patriots is the Colts had a better offensive line than the Patriots do, although the Pats have a good one. But Andrew Luck held the ball way too long, and Tom Brady's not going to do that. A couple stats, as bad as the Chiefs' defense has been, they on the road, they consistently give up 30-plus points. They give up 17 at home all year. And even more amazing, they give up just seven in the first half at home. So what that tells me is teams are consistently falling behind the Chiefs, and it's forcing them to play catch-up, which is right into that pass rush defense. And that's why I think they lead the league in sacks. And again the interior line is going to be the biggest key. Like you said, Chris Jones is because Tom Brady is as immobile as he is. He's great at stepping up in the pocket when he feels that pressure, Tom Brady, when he gets pressure up the middle, he's completely different. So I, uh, yes, I
1: look for, I look for that to be a huge factor. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you think the, uh, the short rhythm passing game for the Patriots? If, uh, yeah, let's say they win the coin toss, or let's say they lose the coin toss, and they they take the kickoff. Um, can they get right into that rhythm and put pressure on the Chiefs from the first whistle? Is you know number one, Caleb, number one, can they? And number one, number two, do they have to?
2: I think you can't give the Chiefs an opportunity to get the ball first in this game. I think the Chiefs are going to defer. Uh, I think the Patriots, if they win the coin toss, they have to take the ball because if you give the chiefs the ball and they just go down and, and just slice through the defense, then, then you're falling behind the eight ball. Again, you're giving all the momentum to the chiefs and you're letting them play ahead at home, which is what they've been the most comfortable with all season. So I think you have to take the chance get the football and really just kind of slow the tempo down and set it early.
1: Okay. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and uh, yeah,
0: I, I don't, mean, I don't, it's, it's, it's the wrong move 99% of the time, but I don't agree. With, I don't disagree with that take as far yeah. as just taking the ball. Like,
1: yeah, same, same. Um Okay. Uh, Andy is uh, Rob Gronkowski going to record a, uh, a receiving touchdown in this game.
0: I don't know, he's pretty fucking washed.
1: I got a better question for you. I don't think you yeah, that was a stupid question. Uh no. he'll probably he may catch one, he may not. Who really cares? Uh question. Are the running backs for the Patriots going to have more receiving yards than the wide receivers in the tight ends in this game?
0: Ooh, that's a pretty good one. Um, I don't know, Jules had a really nice game. That was uh that was a nice standout performance for him, but yeah, White and everybody else, it seems like they're always dishing it off to running back i think it'll be close i i I wouldn't if that happens it wouldn't be like surprising like oh my god where where did this game plan come from it's like (laughs) we just talked about this you know this think and dunk stuff like and especially with with belichick if it's working it's working and i'm gonna have to find this box score um it was and i remember it so vividly because it was a vikings game and it pissed me off to no end but the Vikings, and I want to say it was during the Williams wall era where we had Kevin and Pat Williams up front and they were giving up just nothing on the ground. You could not run against that front. It was not doable. And, uh, we played the patriots the vikings did and brady without being a game where he was trailing a lot like you know sometimes the stats will be skewed in a blowout they just threw the ball 50 times like they just said why why bang our head against the wall we're just going to throw the ball all the time and they won yeah, like Bel- Belichick. He's not afraid to do something. It's not like that's w- that wild. I think it is to some coaches, but if something is going to work and something else isn't, he's just not going to do the thing that isn't. Especially in the playoffs, he's a yeah. He's a smart yeah. cat. I don't have to tell you that. Like yeah. that game just sticks out to me because it was like, well, oh, that was pretty like simple. Like they can't they can't stop. Or you know we can't run against them. Let's just throw every time. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a bizarre game.
1: Um. The first matchup featured the Patriots, in my opinion at the time, was effectively setting the blueprint for how you beat the Chiefs, which was you run it down their throats, you play keep away, you put serious pressure on them. If the Chiefs don't get a, a special teams touchdown, a couple broken plays to Tyreek Hill in that first game, I think it's a blowout. Um, the fact that the Chiefs hung in there and you know, clawed their way back is, you know, as a credit to them that was you know that kind of was the first inkling that oh this team is actually for real they are not a fraud um and you know the the the, I feel like to a degree they've fixed a little bit of their issues and sort of getting pushed around in the running game I can't put my finger on exactly how they've done that but they are certainly a lot more stout um and you know I think Caleb is there an answer on the Chiefs defensive roster or scheme-wise for James White, or is he going to run amok in this game? No, I think that's that's a huge part of where the Pats are going to have a lot of their success,
2: because the one thing that the Chiefs do very poorly on defense, along with a bunch of other things, is they cannot (laughs) cover running halfbacks out of the backfield. And James White is... I mean, he's not just your regular halfback out of the backfield. He'll line up in the slot. They'll put in multiple... Places. I mean, he's a he's a good receiver. So, um, yeah, I don't think the the linebacker speed uh, for the Chiefs is good enough uh, to really handle him. But I do expect the Chiefs to play a lot of bump and run coverage, um, kind of force more, you know, deep routes than the Patriots would like. I think if Bob Sutton goes to any sort of zone. Or playing off the receivers, it's going to be an easy day for Tom Brady. But I think one place that he's going to have a lot of success is finding his running backs out of the backfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and yeah,
0: the zone did not work last week.
1: No. No. Andy over, over under uh, Tom Brady's longest passing reception, including Yak. Um, well, that makes 39 and a half.
0: Boy, I'm just gonna go under, and it's probably gonna be like one of those that does, you know, it's like six yards in the air. Yeah, because they do have some nice playmakers, and like Caleb said, they have some slow-ass linebackers. Like, I'm about, way more worried about a screen pass than something going long to Edelman.
1: How about over/under on Brady's longest depth of target? If I set it at 39 and a half.
0: Oh yeah, that's under. I don't think yeah. they're. I don't think they're going bombs away. I remember
1: a couple of years ago when they were, chips were down. They were the worst team in Denver. Like they got off the bus and you could see it on their faces. Like, we're going to be lucky to win this one, guys. Uh, And uh, they came out and the first play or the first series, they got stone, stone, running, running. And then they did like a trick play where Brady tried to throw a bomb to Matthew Slater. This is in the. This is against the Broncos and in, in Mile High. Uh, Peyton Manning. Broncos defense was obviously a whole lot stouter than the Chiefs defense. But you know, you see, you see them pull this trick play early in you know first series of the game, and you're like, oh, oh, they don't have it. They don't have it. They don't think they have it. They had. They thought that that is what they needed uh, to set the tone and to compete with this team. And then the rest of the game was just a, an utter wash and I don't know if you remember this one. Uh, Andy, this is when the. the I'm trying posts... to think of
0: another game where the Patriots went to a trick play like that early. Uh, they like did a, it and they. Brady goes and... out for a reception? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Super Bowl troll. So. You know, it's yes, funny that yeah. you,
2: you say that because here's the thing with me. You, you say, oh, you need that for, you know, you need that to win. When's the last time that you saw the Patriots as a team play so much? on social media as being the underdogs. Like yeah, that right. shows me weakness in itself. The Patriots Twitter account, Julian Edelman, they're, they're tweeting out like bet against us. Like there's some huge underdog. And I don't know if that's like them trying to artificially try to find some energy to pump themselves up for this game. But to me, that, that shows that one, you've listened to the media. Like Tom says that he doesn't, he does. And, and number two, that shows me that you're scared. Like the Patriots don't do that. They don't, do trick plays. They don't come out and and say bet against so us. Try to play the underdog role. They're scared of this game, whether they're going to tell you that or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No disagreement. Um, and you know, I guess I don't know. I, this is a weak take. This is a super weak sauce take. Um, but isn't there a little bit of risk in kind of going over and over and over and over with Tom Brady? Like nobody believes in you. And then, like, what happens if they just get their teeth kicked in? Like he's like, oh, we really do suck and why would I come back' oh, and play we for this many team next year <laughs> like I, I don't know I don't know I don't know if you want to kind of crystallize that reality that no one believes in you and then go out and suck <laughs> like like you, you might be in a little bit of trouble uh, so it'll be worth watching
2: um anyway. of talented. I mean, they're not as talented of a team as they've been. And I think that's the misconception is it's not that people say you suck, Tom. It's not that anybody thinks that you can't go out and win a big game because you're Tom Brady and you're Bill Belichick. Obviously, if they win this game, nobody's going to be shocked. But nobody thinks you suck. Your team is just drastically worse than it has been up to this point in many years. And there's there's nothing
1: against that. It's just the team, at least talent-wise, isn't as good. Right, right, top to bottom. And Brady included. Brady was more dangerous in the playoffs last year than he is right now, period. And last two years. Uh and uh last year they what they limped at home to a four point win against the Jaguars. Um, so why on the road they are now this, you know, this sleeping giant that the public is completely underestimated is beyond me. It it's it really is. I just I just am not seeing this. Um and uh granted i you know full disclosure last year i consistently refused to see that nick foles was playing as well as he was consistently i consistently refused to believe that a backup quarterback could go and beat what i thought was an all-world defense in minnesota uh, what i thought was you know a much you know the, the best co- coach and quarterback combo in the history of the league like i just did not believe it was possible and that bit me in the ass a bunch of times down the stretch, uh, and uh, and to a degree, I am not budging on my prior that Brady has regressed significantly this year from his top from his peak play. Uh, he does not have the weapons that he's had in years past in tight end or receiving, uh, or, you know, or the wide receivers. He doesn't have chemistry with the guys that are there, short of Edelman, who, you know, is kind of. I don't know what Edelman's role in this game is going to be, and you'll probably be able to, you know, to, to disrupt it if they just try to re- run out exactly what they did against the Chargers, which is on tape now. Um, so, you know, I, I just am not seeing the Patriots putting up enough offense to compete with what I think is a juggernaut in the Kansas City Chiefs. And we haven't really mentioned at all the Patriots' defense to this point. Um, they have some fine pieces in the secondary. But overall, their front seven especially is a slow, slow front seven. And you're going up against a speed team now. Best of luck. I don't know that you are going to get many key stops when you need them. I don't see them Patriots defense making the plays that we did not see the Colts defense make last week. Like like who on this Patriots team is making the key stops on Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill uh, when it's you know third and medium, third and long? I, I'm, I'm just not seeing it. Uh, and a lot of this has to do with the fact that the Chiefs are running some brilliant scheme right now. They have more talented weapons, uh, and uh, the connection, you know, the chemistry between Mahomes and these guys is just out of this world good. Uh, so, you know, it's Chiefs score. They score whatever they can, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I think they call their number here, to be honest, and, and the Patriots, I think, come up woefully short uh, on the score sheet. So give me the Chiefs all day. It's about all I got on this one. Uh, Andy, you gonna uh, you gonna get involved in any other props, sides, totals that we haven't covered in detail to this point?
0: Maybe I'll look for you know. I said I already had Chiefs' future, so I didn't want to go like a full bet on the Chiefs. But maybe all this talk has got me convinced to really doubt the Patriots and bet against them. Maybe like a Chiefs alternate. Chiefs by a touchdown. Chiefs by ten. Let's get a little wild with it. Yeah, what about that? If the Chiefs like, win. I'm, I'm let's, fine let's, tickling that. Okay. Like, let's, let's I love yeah, props me. Let's yeah,
1: let's take a step back. Chiefs what let's assume, I mean, you know, let, let's say okay, Chiefs Chiefs win this game. They're the home team. Home, you know, chalk home in the, in these championship games over the years is uh, you know, is it's this huge advantage. Uh what is their margin of victory reasonably? Is it 3? Is it 10? Is it 15? Is it 30? Yeah, you know, is it thirty? Yeah, seriously. Like what what is a reasonable margin of victory if we say the Chiefs win? I'd say Chiefs by I, I, I think
0: it is over. A touchdown.
1: Touchdown. Yeah. Okay. So Chiefs minus six and a half, probably like what, plus one eighty?
0: Chiefs six and a half. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll put something on that. I could I'm sure we can find some alternates. Okay. I think I'll probably tweet out some stuff too, like just because I feel bad like not getting involved in these games for reals. Like uh, they are they're tough. I uh, I think and especially with my future. I, otherwise, I, like I said, I would be betting the Chiefs. But I think I'm definitely going to have to find some props to get some involvement here. And as we get, you know, it's not the Super Bowl level, but there's going to be plenty of stuff to bet on for this game prop wise. Yeah. Okay. So
1: Chiefs by uh, Chiefs by. Six and a half, nine and a half, thirteen and a half. Stop me. Six and a half,
0: half th- is plus
1: st- one fifty. Stop stop me when you're like, okay, now you're now you're getting crazy. Uh sixteen and a half. Uh nineteen and um,
2: a half? 20 and a half. Uh, no, I, I mean I think you're crazy after okay. after okay. nine and a half. Because I do I do think the
1: Patriots are going to
2: kind of slow down the game a little bit. Um and and the Patriots are gonna put up some points. They're they're not gonna get Stone Cold out, but um, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs winning by seven to to thirteen wouldn't be like absolutely ridiculous
1: to think. Yeah, yeah, no disagreement. All right. Um, well, any other news and notes? Yeah, Robert Woods over
0: seventy six and a half. Robert Woods over seventy six and a half yards. I'll probably tickle that. Maybe Robert Woods to score a touchdown. He'll be my. He'll be my. My. Uh, I don't know what you call it. The guy I'm going to be riding in that game. And then yeah, probably some Chiefs Chiefs props to go.
1: Um Andy, we played this game last week. Let's wrap up with a little uh, look-ahead um game. Uh you got any uh any look-ahead lines and totals for the Super Bowl, Andy?
0: I actually do have those up as, as a matter of fact. Okay. But uh, uh something else I was looking at too. Um and if you do have five dimes, which I know a lot of people have, if you want to get real cute with it, um, and these do not void because they're two-way betting versus any other result. So if you bet this, it's a bet no matter what happens this weekend. But like, Kansas City beats New Orleans in the Super Bowl, you can get that at plus four thirty. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of fun ones. The least, so the and and you can just say, uh, what is it? All it is is New Orleans loses the Super Bowl so they win this week and lose next week plus 230. Like there's some fun props there too but uh yeah, I have the I have the lines up. They're pretty boring again and probably probably pretty fair I think this week. I don't think they're quite as off. Yeah. And did you want to do you want to take some wild swings?
1: Yeah. Okay, so I would make uh I would make New Orleans. Let me let me pull up my model and see where I'm at here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make New Orleans a pick'em versus KC with a total of 61.
0: Total was nailed, but they got a minus one and a half at five dimes right now.
1: They got New Orleans minus one and a half.
0: Yep. Interesting.
1: You got an early lean Honestly, on
2: that one. I would say 61s. If nice. If you though. can get the Saints, if you if you like the Saints to win this week, which I think all of us do. I think the Saints winning the Super Bowl should be a good bet because I think the Saints. I think that Saints would beat the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs would beat the Rams, um, but I don't think the Patriots are going to be either one. So yeah. um, if I'm looking at that, and you're also taking into account the Saints are used to playing in Atlanta. I mean, it's another dome that that they thrive in. They're used to the plain surface. I mean, they're just a bunch that I would like the Saints there to uh, to win the Super Bowl. If you like them to win this
1: week. Is there a potential reality, Andy, where the what 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 are the Saints to win the Super Bowl like plus two hundred or plus one fifty ish? They got to be plus oh. money, but what plus two? Oh yeah,
0: they're plus money, but it wasn't big. Yeah, it was, no, like, no, but I no, say it was but, even less than two.
1: Plus one eighty ish. I, I have I do not. Pay yeah, attention. something, something It's
0: here. right, right around there. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really. Looked let's up. say it's plus one eighty. Not looking
1: at. Um, okay, so Saints are plus one eighty, uh, and um let's say you didn't happen to bet them at 20 to one in may for some reason um the uh the likelihood that the saints stomp uh and the chiefs eek and then you don't see new orleans minus one and a half you see new orleans minus three and it gets bet you know and, and and public money comes in the narratives are spun Saints are familiar with the Atlanta Dome, and they're they're great on turf. And this is Breeze's last ride. And but you know, you can you see the public pushing that number out past three and a half to where you can get Chiefs plus one eighty to win the Super Bowl and have a basically a full on fucking free roll if it's Chiefs Saints.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Especially if you do, if you do see a stomping, and let, let's say the Patriots' offense shows up but loses, That's a little closer, and it gets and it gets to be a blowout in New Orleans, uh, for sure. I can see that. Okay, so Unless, here's a good. Funny, advice. I'm looking for props so. now, and I think, I think, oh, I think I might have found something sneaky though. I think I found a seven-second middle in the Gladys Knight uh, Super Bowl. Uh, no. The, the national anthem. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cause it was hung at like a minute 50 at, at the book that I saw today. And uh, my bookie is hanging it at a minute 43. Oh, are we going to middle the, are we going to try to middle the national, it wouldn't be the first time we tried to middle a national anthem. I'll tell you that.
1: That's a good point. Um, I can tell you what else Gladys Knight is not actually going to be singing. They're going to have a vocal track and she's going to be lip syncing. Uh, and uh, which means they probably are assuming it's going to be shorter than it is. Uh, And it'll leak and uh, yeah, you you know, you can probably go to the last time she did a national anthem performance and they might even use exactly the same vocal track. So (laughs) I would say, uh, you know, I would say there's research to be done to nail that one to the ground. Um, But yeah, no. So, you know, loyal listeners, um, if you're feeling if because, okay, nothing that happens this week short of a major injury to a super key player should really change your perception of whether the Saints can beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Would you agree with that, Andy? Yeah, that's fair. So if you already know that that's where you're going for the Super Bowl, like Caleb brought up, taking them at plus one eighty makes all the sense in the world. You can let that line, you know, whatever happens, happens. The likelihood that the, you know, that the Chiefs open up as favorites, if they stomp the Patriots and the, you know, the the Saints get by with some lucky ass penalty, interception, and in overtime, you know, you know they so say they pick off Goff and, and OT. You know, and, and just happen to be in close enough field goal range to kick like a you know fifty yarder or whatever, and, and go to this punch their ticket like that's still not going to flip the line to where they're underdogs, right?
0: No, and I do I do have it pulled up at Bet Online now. Saints are two to one. Okay. Saint yeah. Chiefs Rams Patriots Patriots dead last. Oh no. Hmm.
1: Okay. Hmm? Very interesting. Very interesting point. Uh, just out of curiosity, here's my other numbers. You tell me how close I am. Uh, in terms of spread and total, if we see the Saints and the Pats, I'm looking for Saints minus three, New England, then that uh, and 57 is the total. I got minus two, 55 and a half. Okay. Close enough. K- KC plays the Rams. I got KC minus two and a half and the Rams 63. They have right, the Rams favorite. The total 63.
0: And um, the Rams. One and a favor. Half. Yeah, they have the Rams favored by one and a half.
1: That's the worst. And That's the 60, worst. That's uh, the worst of these lines. No way, yep. no way, that no way that uh KC doesn't go off as a favorite if the Rams and the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, so and honestly, I'm so yeah, what, what you do there, if if you think the Rams have a chance, because these are the lines here that we're talking about, these bets will cancel if you don't get this exact matchup. So the, you can get the Chiefs at plus one oh five to beat the Rams. Uh, just straight up money line, like that's a bet because you can buy your way out of that pretty easily. I bet yeah. if you don't feel like riding it, which I probably would.
1: I got uh, the Patriots pick'em versus the Rams with a total of sixty.
0: Um, they're showing Pats minus one and a half, which is very odd the pats the pats are better than so yeah these are these are ludicrous so the pats are better than the rams but worse than the 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 chiefs are worse than the rams
1: okay and it's it's a
0: weird devil's triangle
1: yeah that's not that's not legit okay all right well none of that makes sense you guys ready to wrap this
0: yeah, let's get uh, yeah, get prepping, Caleb. You gotta buy some long underwear and get a new cap. It's gonna be cold as shit. You got a big day ahead of you.
2: Oh man, I can't wait for it. Yeah, I've already got everything lined out. What I'm wearing, um, about three or four different outfits for layering. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it it should be a hell of a game. And uh, man, I, I'm just gonna say this, guys. If uh, if we beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the AFC Championship game. Um, you might want to mute me for a couple of days because, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it might get a little, annoying in- to insufferable. and if you're in, if you're into some, uh, props, um, I would take over half the city of Boston in my mentions if the Patriots come out. <laughs>
1: so. Can you mute, um, a Tom Brady avatar? Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> No, no. If I could, <laughs> trust me. I, I. I wish. Uh, oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, I'll take it as good as I can give it. So, you know, if you want to talk shit, talk shit to me, I guess, if the Patriots win. Um, okay. Good stuff, guys. That was fun. Best of luck this weekend, Caleb. We're all pulling for city of Kansas City. And uh, your Chiefs especially, man. Andy Reid, punch your ticket, buddy. Take your big... Big boy body to the to the uh to the Super Bowl. This is gonna be a fun fun end of the season. I love it. I love the way this shaped up. And um yeah, have fun this weekend, guys. Best of luck.